0: This is Hemant. And Jessica. And you're listening to Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash podcast. Or, and, or, uh, go to iTunes and give us all the stars oh, in your yeah. reviews.
1: I read them. Hemant, happy May the 4th. Oh, God. It's Star Wars Day. It you is. know what that means? We are still not watching Star Wars. It's happening. Because Hemant has... Soon. Soon. If I told you that every Friday, Mikey passive-aggressively, like... G chats me. I'm like, so are we gonna have time to watch Star Wars with him and tonight? I'm like, no, he has human children.
0: Right. I just gotta the d- discard them for a day, and then we'll figure <laughs> this out. Uh, let's let's get going with this because there's some there's some stuff. Yeah. Uh, let me start with this one because it it's not in the atheist world, and I definitely want to talk about it. Okay. Um, there's this guy, Paige Patterson. His name is Paige. Uh, he's the president. of... He was the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, the head of the Southern Baptists, okay. uh, in 2000. thousand. That's his role. Now he's the president of the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. So this is a guy who has, I mean, he's legitimately called a Christian leader. Okay. Uh, he's been revered in these institutions. He's been elected to these high posts within these denominations and mm-hmm. stuff. And he's been around for a while. So uh, it's not that there's anything new about this guy that just happened. Mm-hmm. But what seemed to happen this week is that old audio from 2000 mm-hmm. uh, was posted on a website. It, it's on somebody's blog. Uh-huh. but it uh, And according to the blogger, this audio has been around for a little while. It just never got any traction. Is this blogger... <clears throat> Not anyone I've heard of. I don't even know if that person is anonymous or not. I don't think I heard a name associated with it. But you don't know, like,
1: conservative, liberal, atheist, religious?
0: Uh, You know what? It's a good question. I think the person is religious, but maybe has criticisms of uh, people in leadership. And so anyway... Um, Here's the question that I would start this conversation with. Okay. If a woman came up to you and said, my husband is physically abusive to me Um. and tells me, you know, deal with it because your job is to be submissive. What advice do you give that woman? Me, Jessica? You, Jessica.
1: (laughs) I would, I would physically steal her away and bring her to a group of women who say, nobody has to hurt you anymore. You, no, okay. That, so you're saying that this hypothetical woman is being abused by her husband yeah. and has been told to stick with it?
0: Uh, because a woman's role in those type of oh, conservative so she relationships... Oh, her own has
1: come to that.
0: Um, maybe she believes that it's her role to be submissive to her husband, but uh-huh. her husband also reminds her, like, hey, submissive, you. Yeah,
1: I would say that's not how it do. <laughs> and maybe get out of there and find a safe space right. because things like that escalate. Right, Make sure right. there's no guns in the house.
0: That too. Um, I, I think the thing that stucks out, uh, the escalating thing, it's going to get worse. Yes. Um, so anyway... Uh, Paige Patterson was at some conference, and he was asked this hypothetical, I believe. Like, what would you say to this woman in this position? And this is what the audio from 2000, this is what he says in this panel discussion. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, it's a long answer. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'll read you some of the excerpts. Let me respond that it depends on the level of abuse to Yikes. some degree.
1: Yikes. Red flags.
0: <laughs> I never in my ministry counsel that anybody seek a divorce.
1: Oh, I'm going to go down, red down, flag down. Number down. Two. I'm just going to go ahead and tally. Uh, two red
0: flags. <laughs> uh, Drying them. More often, when you face abuse, it is of a less serious variety. That's
1: three. <clears throat>
0: but all abuse is serious, and okay. there are two or three things that I say to women in those situations. Okay. First of all, you must not forget the power of prayer.
1: Okay, four red flags. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, uh, and at some point he's like, get on your face before God and ask him to intervene. Get
1: on your face?
0: Um, All right, dog. That's, that's the transcript. That's... And ask him to intervene.
1: Now, do we count that red flag as just the power of prayer? Is that number five? Um, <laughs> think that number five. It's you know the idea what?
0: like, really, your advice is pray harder. That's with, not with your
1: face? With your face. But
0: like it's not, that's not going to help. Yep. But then here's the thing. He tells the story okay. in this answer of his about a woman who took his advice and prayed. And he says this as a See, I'm right. This is how he's go- This is where he's going with the story. I'm already
1: drawn the flag. Go oh, ahead.
0: I'm going to read this one. Wait for it. Okay. I'll just give you one brief example of it. I had a woman who was in a church that I served in. She was being subject to some abuse. And I told her, I said, all right, I want you to do this every evening. I want you to get down by your bed just as he goes to sleep. Get down by the bed. And when you think he's just about asleep, you mm-hmm. just pray and ask God to intervene Intervene out loud, quietly. <laughs> But That's I like said, of aggressive I prayer. but I said, you just pray there. And I said, get ready because he may get a little more violent, you know, when okay. he discovers this. That's another one. And sure enough, he did. He came to church one morning with both. Uh, she came to church one morning with both eyes black and she was angry at me yeah. and at God Why? in the world for that matter. And she said, I hope you're happy. And I said, yes, ma'am, I am. And what she didn't know when we sat in church that morning was her husband had come and was standing at the back the first time he ever came. I'm skipping down. Uh, Basically, he's saying he found God that day, even though he just beat her and punched her in the face. And then he closed his panel discussion answer with this. Remember, when no one else can help, God can. And in the meantime, you have to do what you can at home to be submissive in huh? every way that you can and to elevate him. So she had two black him, eyes. Was
1: him capitalized? Him uh, God, No, not or God. The, okay. uh,
0: elevate Sorry. your husband. I just need to make That's sure right. I'm keeping track of my She reflex. had two black eyes, but it was okay because her husband came to God is the story. So here's the thing. Jesus. This was in 2000. The audio resurfaced this week and now it became a big deal because a lot of <laughs> a, a, a lot of more popular christians especially on twitter not only started sharing this audio but commenting exactly i think what you're thinking and i'm thinking which is that i don't care if you're religious or not that's horrible advice mm-hmm. um and i'm sure a lot of christians would say prayer is part of the answer but one, so is divorce. Uh-huh. So is reporting your husband to the authorities. So is, counseling. I don't know, counseling. There's a lot of other things involved here. orders. Yeah. And so uh, people started speaking out against it. People started trashing Southern Baptist culture because this is, the, here's the thing. It's not just one guy m- making a douchey answer this, this is speaking
1: on behalf.
0: Yeah. He's here, speaking on behalf of Southern Baptist. This is what they believe.
1: Here's the thing though, I mean, is yes, we should hold Southern Baptist as a culture accountable for that kind of language. But also this is not isolated to the Southern Baptist sect. We just have gone through this with the Mormon church that, that they did the same thing of like, stay with him, stay with him. What, that That's what they advise. Catholics, the same thing. They don't, you know, they 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 won't allow you to get divorced. So it's, unless, yeah, it, it, this is not, I guess what I'm saying is like, this is less a Christian thing, less of a Southern Baptist thing. I think it's a more religious patriarchal. Patriarch, patriarchal, yeah. Yeah, which is, which I know like people, I think people glaze over when you talk about the patriarchy and all that. But this is exactly what it is, that women are submissive and thereby... They have to kind of take this shit. Like, this is its most fundamental
0: chunk. And as people started speaking out and calling... And by the way, they asked him, like, called out the seminary that he did. Like, what are you teaching at this college of yours? Yeah, because he did not come up (laughs) with that on his own. Right. And he actually issued a statement, Patterson did, later, basically saying, like, he's the victim in all this because people are rehashing this old dialogue. He said, for the record, I have never been abusive to any women. First of all, no oh, one, no one so said that, pro- but two...
1: Listen, I'm sorry. I don't care if he has or not. You don't <laughs> brag about right. not beating women up. I've never
0: choked my baby. Oh my like, God, Congratulations! are so yeah. brave. Um, he also said, I've never counseled or condoned abuse of any kind, but saying stay in an abusive relationship uh, and pray that instead is of... That is
1: some top level tap dancing. Yeah. That is, I never said to a dude, yeah, you should <clears> like <throat> smack your wife around. <laughs> What I also did not say is, hey... Leave a guy who like lays his hands on you because fuck that.
0: Right. He also said, you know, uh, and this. Well, why didn't he say this before? He said, any physical or sexual abuse of anyone should be reported immediately to the appropriate authorities, as I have always done.
1: The, and wh- that's. But what does he consider uh, the appropriate authorities? That's a good question. Because a lot of people say the appropriate authorities are church- your church elders. Yes,
0: that's very true. And I don't know what he means by that. But at least that's a slightly, slightly better response. But he didn't say that in the audio.
1: He didn't say that in the audio. And also, it does feel like too little, too late. Yeah.
0: Uh, he added that, and this is the part where he's like doubling down. Oh, he said, I, the Bible makes very clear Ooh. how God views divorce. That's why he doesn't recommend that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he, the one thing he said about that example he gave about the woman with the two black eyes, he said, for sharing this illustration, especially in the climate of this culture, I was probably unwise. Like, what? What? I guess in the Me Too era, he shouldn't have said, well, here's the silver it wasn't the lining. It was the- It was
1: almost 20 years ago, right?
0: Yeah, which makes me think like, or I'm sorry, uh, that's true. It happened in 2000 is when he shared that story. But I wonder if he's been doing it since. <gasps> I don't know.
1: What a monster. Uh,
0: um, now, let me tell you some, oh, and when the Washington Post emailed him for a comment, like, come on, it's been, whatever, almost 20 years. What do you have to say? He said, 75 years of experience teaches me, though a slow learner, that no one's life is made materially better by entering these discussions. I have said enough. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I just swallowed my wine. Which is a weird way to say I'm sorry.
1: No, no, no. Wait, wait. Can you re- honestly, can yeah. you repeat that? Because I don't understand nope. what he was trying to say.
0: No one's life is made materially better by entering these discussions to what? rehash what he said. Oh. So I've said enough, like, as if his... Like statement on I mean, the seminary's website. I would disagree website.
1: with that on his face. <clears throat> I would say if he said some really problematic shit, and grant, and I will grant you that this is twenty years ago. Not that it's uh, to be clear. Not that it's ever been okay mm-hmm. to to beat your spouse, no matter your gender. But if you did say some like garbage shit in a time where people were less scrutinous of uh, of th- this kind of language. I think this is a fucking excellent time to bring it back up. And I think you can yeah. reflect back and say, this woman who I talked to, or whomever I told this story to, hey, I said some bogus right. shit back right. in the day. Let's all take a step back, really re- like reestablish the si- situation now that we're starting to maybe take like violence against women kind of seriously. I don't know. I just think it's. Yeah, I don't know. The like
0: Southern it. Baptist Convention as far as I can tell still, yeah. hasn't denounced the comments or really said much of anything. There are some individual Southern Baptists who have said some basic, like, abuse is bad, but none of them called this guy out specifically <laughs> because he's one of their ringleaders.
1: Yes, and also, I, I think when when they use a blanket term like abuse, I think, that's, um, I think that's obfuscating in a lot of ways because I think what they think is abuse is like punching your spouse in the face, right? Like, it's not, but abuse realistically takes on a lot of different mm. forms and whether that's emotional abuse or mental abuse or obviously physical abuse is a thing but like when your spouse is extremely controlling to the point that you don't feel like you can do what you want that is also a form of abuse right. and i don't think that they have it have the wherewithal to speak with any kind of nuance so it's so it's problematic that these people who are who are supposedly moral leaders of their people and whom people go to for advice they I'm going to tell you right now. I'm sure they do not understand the nuances of what abuse actually looks like on the ground because it doesn't start with getting decked in the face. It (laughs) it doesn't start there.
0: And even in 2000, Southern Baptists like they were known for their patriarchal culture. Like this is not new, and proud of it. uh, And this is not exactly news. Um, Some progressive Christians were quick to to denounce this. Uh, Rachel Held Evans said Mm -hmm. this teaching kills women. Full stop. Go yeah. Her. Um, Which
1: one, what is Rachel Held Evans? Uh, she's a
0: progressive Christian, written a lot of books.
1: Do we interview her? We uh, I don't know that
0: we did. I know. Good I just person. Know I just she know says a lot name. of good yeah, stuff anyway. when it comes to evangelical culture. Um, even if you hate divorce, this is uh, Caitlin Beattie who writes for I believe Christianity Today. Even if you hate divorce, this is a gross abdication of pastoral and legal responsibility. Good. Um, I would. Oh, here's another one that was interesting. Uh, Jonathan Merritt, who's a journalist who, who basically took that audio, that blog with the audio on it, and really made it explode this week, mm. uh, he said, this is not just a one-time thing for Patterson, where he says stupid stuff. He actually okay. linked to a video that's only maybe five years old, four or five years old. Cool. And I'm gonna read this one because it's batshit crazy. Am I hate because it? he's eh, yeah, <laughs> um, he was telling a story during a sermon he was giving. And by the way, I just noticed that they took down that video in the past <gasps> several days. Did they? Don't worry, everyone got copies of yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, here's what he was saying in the sermon about. He was oh, the situation I believe is. Uh, It's like there were two young boys who were mischievous and he was about to talk to them or something. Uh, And maybe their mother was nearby in church. Like they were sent to the principal's office, but like at Sunday school, that sort of thing. So this is the story he says uh, about that time, a very attractive young co-ed walked by Uh and she wasn't about more than 16. But mm, (laughs) let me just say she was nice.
1: Oh it goes on.
0: As she walked by, they didn't think that mama was paying any attention to them and one young man turned to the other one and he said, "Man, is she built." In is the that middle of the kids say? No. In the middle of the synod, she stopped, wheeled around, slapped a hand over his mouth, loosened his teeth, said, "Young man, don't you ever say anything like that again. If you do, I'll mop up the face of the earth with you." I saw my opportunity. I said, ma'am, leave him alone. He is just being biblical. That's exactly what the Bible said. Lord God brought her, he built her, and brought her unto the man. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God.
0: So, sexualizing a 16-year-old girl. I'm sorry, girl. is
1: this a human person or a cartoon character The that head I of the Southern
0: Baptist Convention for a time and the current head and former head of, like, theological seminaries. <sighs> um, not only is he sexualizing a girl who was no more than 16.
1: Which means she was definitely <laughs> 14. <laughs> right.
0: Because
1: um, that shit gets rounded up really yeah.
0: easy. Um, he's being weird... Like, he's not just condoning the the boy's oh action to God, her, he's like so adding to it, and then he's defending it using the Bible. Even if that's a joke, what's, why? It's, why would Pat you Man, say that?
1: It is not a joke, and you know that. Even if he said it in like, with joking overtones, yes. that is not, that is not how a joke <laughs> do. Yep. That's not how <laughs> jokes work.
0: Yes. So, I wrote
1: down a joke earlier. It would be really cool if um, I was Southern and had two sons, and I could name them Mason and Dix- Dix- Dixon, so that they're good Southern boys. That's, that's a joke. That's a joke. It's a very good joke that I like... felt it was important to write down.
0: That's a lovely joke. <laughs> Mason it just Dixon. Says, yeah, with I think a cross in between.
1: I. It's a plus <laughs> sign. Also, did you see all the flags I, I drew?
0: Are those Confederate flags or just flags? Okay,
1: first of all, how dare you? They're triangle flags. Mm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Is this seven, what you eight. do when I talk? No, I'm, I told you I was writing down <laughs> all the red flags from the dude. Oh, yeah. You, you mean, two. Four, I didn't see the red. Six, eight. 10, <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen red flags in that first Here's the story thing. alone.
0: In addition to just being the head of these colleges and stuff,
1: Mason Dixon was an excellent job. Yep.
0: Very good. Go back into stand-up. up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it felt sarcastic and I don't no. appreciate it. No, Paige
0: Patterson it. is actually speaking this June at the Southern Baptist Convention's like annual yeah, meeting. Like he's a let's keynote let's speaker let's there. Let's go. We are not going.
1: Where, where is it though?
0: Uh, oh, Dallas maybe? Anyway, he's I mean, speaking there. Texas, they invited like him to speak there. What? Like they're yeah, still elevating. The fucking thing Wrong with what he said, and, that's, and I think that's the bigger issue. This isn't one guy saying one or two or 90 stupid things in his life, this is a whole culture. This is the problem with the entire Southern Baptist uh, sect. It's a problem with complementarianism, which says, like, the man is over the woman in the house. Um, like they're both equal, but like, you know, he's more equal.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, um, actually, can I piggyback off that, yeah. that, um, because actually that's a really, uh, really nice transition into a thing I wanted to talk about, which is incel culture. Hammond, <laughs> how much do you know it? In my dude. Uh,
0: and now I can tell you what it means.
1: Wait. So, okay. Before this week, before ha- this, this week, I've heard of it cause
0: with? I'm on Reddit all the time.
1: Why are you on Reddit? I love Reddit. You, I, I will know.
0: defend Reddit against anybody. You got to avoid the crazy parts of Reddit, but I don't follow the crazy parts of Reddit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like. That. I always enjoy being on there because I know what to follow.
1: Yeah, I and I'm, I know how to
0: read the comments. It's like, oh, that's a troll. Mm-hmm. I can ignore the troll. Right. So whatever, but um, I like it.
1: So, so Intel culture is definitely something I've been aware of because I'm a human woman mm-hmm. who goes on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, what does
0: that stand for then? Uh,
1: so it's. Um, Involuntary celibates. So it is this sort of group of, of men on the internets who um, many are virgins, many aren't having sex regularly, but, and that's not what defines them. What defines them is that they are angry about it and feel like they are owed sex. So the, pro- the reason that they can't go to girlfriend or whatever isn't that there is something inherently wrong with them. It is that women do not provide them with the sex they so richly deserve by virtue (laughs) of having a dick. Uh So this has been a... um, This has definitely been this sort of subcurrent. So these are just people who
0: can't get laid, forming a little group and calling themselves victims.
1: Yes and no, because there's a difference, I think, between like, oh, I can't get laid, like, woe is me, and, and what this culture has sort of transformed into, which is an anger at women for not giving them their...
0: Des- Richly deserved sex.
1: Exactly. And ways to trick women into sex, ways to rape women, like very blatant, like not even being subtle about, oh, we're, you know, like, like okay, so do you know what, um, oh, fuck, what is it? The mystery dating, mystery guy, he does dating. Somebody's yelling this into... Pickup artist. Oh,
0: uh, have you heard
1: pickup artists? I'm on Reddit. (laughs) Okay. How is this the pop culture that you're tapped into? No (laughs) idea. So, pickup artists—if you haven't heard of um, it—it's this idea of like nagging women and like it's just manipulating women into liking you, right? It's not being smart and charming and (laughs) nice to them. It is literally Here's like how you psychologically trick them into thinking you're yeah, smart and charming. Exactly. Or like <laughs> if you say so nagging is a big one. If you say something mean, if you're talking to a girl at a bar and you say something shitty to her, it's going to make her like you more <laughs> because you've established yourself. There is peacocking involved. There <laughs> Show when I was in college called The Pickup Art. It was called the Pickup Artist. Okay. Wait, did you not are you not? I don't aware think of I know this? that one. Okay. <laughs> I, actually when my friend Leslie, who was on the podcast, went to and her boyfriend where we were trying to find an old episodes. So it's like eight you know like the prime reality shows of like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Um so it was a lot of dating shows. So yeah. like shot at love to kill to was on, um the <laughs> the guy from poison, um Brett Michaels. Yes. Flavor uh, Flavor Flav had a dating show Everybody had a fucking dating show So this one <laughs> was like Six or eight dorky dudes And then They This guy Whose name is Mystery Who invented Pick up artistry Taught these guys How to be like Playas uh-huh. And I say that With the dripping irony Like every episode? So it's it's like a, a Competition show So you okay. start the season With your eight boys and okay. then they give them makeovers, and that right. always just involved like giving them a piercing, and then like dyeing a ch- bleaching a chunk of their hair. It was
0: it's like the
1: terrible <laughs> television. But Those
0: movies where the girl takes off her glasses yes. and let her hair go, and yes. like oh look, makeover it was, done. It was
1: she's all that, right. but boys, and instead of being like hey, you should be nice to women. It's like, <laughs> hey, here's how you manipulate women into liking. Bleach your hair.
0: Still be a dick, but bleach your hair. And yeah, because it's <laughs> like
1: you have to have a conversation piece. They call it peacocking. I, mean, I cannot believe I'm talking this much about it. I watched every episode. Now I understand how problematic
0: it is, but
1: it would literally be like, <laughs> wear this dumb hat, and somebody will ask you about your dumb hat, and you'll be like, I got you. It's the fucking pits.
0: So wait, back to insults. So back
1: to insults. Basically, this is, I would say pickup artistry is sort of in that same thing of like, you don't, you're not looking for a relationship because you want the emotional reward of being in a relationship and thereby like, the physical gratification as well. It is, you deserve sex and this is how you trick women into giving it to you. Which is, Cool, like super <laughs> chill as
0: usual. Reddit. <laughs> so wait, the, uh, didn't the incel guy do some terrorist act? This okay, week?
1: so so the reason incels are in the news right now, um, and and they're getting like really high level uh, high level coverage, is because um, uh, in the in April in late April I think um, a man who was a self proclaimed incel drove a truck into a crowd into to, in Toronto. Um, he killed 10, or he hit a van, I think. He killed 10 people. I would argue the most uh, famous incel, and in, and in the example I like to use is like the worst human of all time, TM. Um, his name is Elliot Roger. Have you heard of him?
0: Uh, he was a mass shooter somewhere. He was a
1: mass shooter in California. Um, he was 22 years old. He killed six, injured four. Um, so I've read a little bit about him. This guy is the living. Wor- well, he's not living anymore. He killed himself. Sorry, that the dead was insensitive. Worst. Um, he said, "thing He had a video called uh, Second Phase, My War on Women. He said, quote, I will punish all females for the crime of depriving me of sex. They have starved me of sex for my entire youth and gave that pleasure to other men. So he drove to the... Um, this is from Wikipedia, sorry. So he drove to the Alf, uh, Alpha Phi sorority house of UC Santa Barbara's campus because while he couldn't fill, qu- couldn't kill, quote, every single female on earth, he could, quote... Attack the girls who represent everything I hate in the female gender, the hottest sorority of uh UCSB. So not only do they hate that women won't give them sex, they are furious that they will give it to somebody else. Like it is just this irrational, obviously irrational anger at women for for them not succeeding in in every respect, specifically sexually. Um so so in kind of on the heels of that, this obviously there's been like a ton of thought pieces about it because. What is twenty eighteen if it's not chock full of thought pieces? Um, and there's a guy named uh, Ross uh, Douthat. Do you? Yeah, New York Times Douthat. Douthat.
0: Yeah, New York Times columnist <sighs> who's conservative, who never He's seems Catholic. to say anything. That's no productive or yes. good.
1: Um, so he wrote um, an article called "The Redistribution of Sex," um, and so he he quotes um, this man Robert Robin Hansen. And says quote, "one might possibly ar- plausibly argue that those with much less access to sex suffer to a similar degree as those with low income and might similarly hope to gain from organizing around this identity, to lobby for redistribution redistribution along the, along this axis axis and to at least implicitly and, and to at least implicitly threaten violence if their demands are not met." So,
0: so he's lending some support to this idea that, sure, they deserve some sex.
1: It, it is the same way that, that uh, Black Lives Matter works. If they don't think they're getting an equal shake in life, therefore they deserve to have their day of like rallying and fist pumping and saying we deserve this because we're human and that's a, a human fundamental right. Um there were this didn't go super great on the I'm internet. Shocked. Um so I I mean it, I don't know how else, I feel like it's really obvious on its face why this is problematic. Um you it, it's it's this idea that that sex is unequally distributed um, that
0: it's women's job to take care uh, of these men or yeah, something. Yeah, that's
1: exactly right. So um and Catherine Cross wrote a wrote a really interesting piece. Um she said the unequal distribution of sex is taken for granted in all these chin-stroking arguments, and it's a highly contestable claim. Being outside of um, uh, of beauty norm- norms does not inher- inherently, why can't I read today, deny you love or sex. Your place in that hierarchy instead shapes other things untethered to your actual sex life. So the point is, it's not like only traditionally attractive people have sex, or relationships. Like, that's fucking dumb on its face, and it's by just like going into the universe and looking around. Um, so I have a couple. Shockingly, I have a couple thoughts on this. Uh, one is that sex is not a right, and it certainly isn't. Okay, let me let me actually rephrase that. I believe that sex is something that everybody deserves, but you're not owed it from a partner,
0: or a specific partner, or speci-
1: yes, for, or a specific partner. So, like, I think masturbation is something that is fine, and maybe we shouldn't be, like, actively discouraging in our kids. I think that's a fine, healthy thing. But, and so, yeah, like, that is something people inherently maybe deserve to have. Nobody fucking owes you a lay, ever, 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 and it doesn't matter who you are. Um, More importantly, I would say um, this is not about sex, I think when you kind of dig, even like even scratching the surface of this sort of incel culture, it's not that they're mad that they're not having sex. They are, and they'll say it. They hate women. They, and it's not. I was gonna say it's thinly veiled. I would argue it's not veiled at all. These are men who just trash women and their choices and everything. And it's really like if you just like tap into it a little bit, it's really gross to see. Um, and also it denies the fact that men, these men aren't the only ones who can't have sex whenever they want it, like, they're not the first virgins to ever walk the earth which again, virginity is a socially co- social construct, so let's get into that another time, but like, there are women who have trouble having sex because they're not traditionally attractive, or trans women sometimes have trouble having sex because they're not like, looped into our kind of social norm, and and again and just like this thing about and I, these
0: incels who think they're unique and alone in this thing.
1: Yeah. And and I th- and I would argue that it, it tends to track down to male entitlement because it's the same thing as pretending when, when we had the what was the, um, the walk up thing in the light of all the school shootings, don't walk out of your school and protest, walk up to the weird kid and talk mm. to him and that's how you know being nice to people like is it's how It's your he's fault about,
0: for not being nice to that kid.
1: That and also if if bullying was the result of school shooting or if a lack of se- access to sex is the is is why incels exist then we would see it evenly distributed among other co- other like groups that are that are marginalized or bullied like gay people or trans people or women or people of color and the re- the reality is you see very few female mass shooters and very few shooters of color, very few gay shooters, very few trans shooters. Yeah, I'm
0: curious what the demographic of incels would be.
1: By the same strand, And this is not based on any science that I did. But in general, these tend to be youngish men. Mm -hmm. So they're not the only ones not having sex in the world. So what's really at play here? What are we really talking about when these guys are mad? Because they co- they have this whole coded thing of, like, oh, girls go after Chads. Like, they are the – the Chads is, like, code for, like, traditionally attractive dudes. I know. I'm on
0: Reddit.
1: <laughs> tr- we, we, <laughs> we have a
0: show. I'm trying to, like <laughs> – I know.
1: Educate people <laughs> on themselves. Um and like they they have the nice guy thing right like oh, I'm so nice how come she hasn't been having sex with me the the what the friend zone of yeah,
0: we just call that being in high school like get over it. it'll just
1: yeah the friend zone fucking kills me it really <laughs> makes me mad like oh I'm so sorry I curse you with my friendship <laughs> how hard oh my god Hemet I mean, is it really hard to be friends with me because I'll never like we'll never have sex I'm I'll so deal, sorry I'll deal. you're so brave. <laughs>
0: Can this I, is while we're talking I about hate that,
1: all of this garbage? Yeah, go ahead. That,
0: here's a transition for you. Uh, there's a high school in Michigan, Dearborn Catholic High School, mm-hmm. and their prom is coming up next Saturday, the 12th, and so uh, they have a dress code, which is not unusual for a public or private school oh, no, for prom. Oh,
1: I, I hate this! I'm and so angry already. So
0: they had a display in the high school that basically said there was a note attached to the display. It was a mannequin that had this. It looked like a pink bandana almost, a large pink bandana with, like, like a V-shape thing. And they said, if your dress does not meet our formal dance requirements, no problem. We've got you covered, literally. This is our modesty poncho, which you'll be given at the door.
1: I'm just going to loudly pour wine.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And so this thing... uh, Kudos to the students, whoever took pictures of this and started sharing it on social media. But... So many problems with this. Whoa. Wait,
1: Couple I'm sorry. Which, yeah. Can you describe the thing that you described? A yeah. triangle? It's a, Imagine it's a fucking like, shawl, dude. Yes.
0: Good. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> I couldn't think of it at the time. I thought
1: you were on Reddit. Do you no, not I, know how basic shawls. clothing works?
0: Reddit doesn't do anything socially <laughs> yeah. normal. So, no, shawl, no. It's so like a
1: fucking it's a shawl. or a shawl or a scarf or a wrap. There's many words for this thing.
0: Scarf or wrap?
1: It's a wrap. Like you can is do. It,
0: it seems like it's one of those like. Oh, I feel is it like a an,
1: literal poncho? Like it goes is there over your. head.
0: There's a hole. Okay, you so put it over, But it's not gonna cover the rest of your body. Just the top part, basically. The simple it would, part. It would cover up cleavage and it would cover up shoulders. Mm, that's really it what like it would a do. Challenge. I have some epic cleavage. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, immodest. What? What's immodest? Because if if you're a it's busty your girl, sin- if your skin. you're a, something like that, like <laughs> see, you, that's a joke. How many? I, Sorry, I missed it. <laughs> uh, if you're a busty go or something, what dress are you going to have that shows zero cleavage unless yeah. you're, like, choking yourself at some point? Yeah. Um, so does that not work or something? Like, it's it's body shaming. It's slut shaming. Uh, does she have to wear this shoulder condom all night? No, I don't it's know.
1: fucking Oh, uh, As one
0: student, I think it's a student, said... Um, they basically body shame girls if they're bigger than a B-cup. Yep. And the teacher whose idea this was, Mary Pat O'Malley, said her motivation was pure. Quote, oh, she's
1: Catholic, Mary Pat O'Malley? I know. I can't believe it. We
0: are trying to focus on the inner beauty and not draw oh, attention to something dick, that doesn't need attention drawn to it. Because, you know, girls don't have inner oh, beauty unless they cover themselves di- how
1: up. How fucking dare you? Yeah. That's such... Cr- that's such fucking trap. I hate this mutual exclusion thing yeah. of like you can either have inner beauty or outer beauty. You don't get to have both. You get to <laughs> pick one. And if you have boobs, right. no inner beauty for you because it's all about your t- like yeah. no. It's so it, okay, not only is it garbage, but it's so dangerous. It's such a dangerous thing to teach young women that because of the bodies that they occupy and move through the world in, they are inherently inappropriate. Like mm-hmm. if I wore if I wore like a button-down shirt with the second button undone, <laughs> I would like have cleavage. 10 years ago when i had i was much tinier i wouldn't have like that's just how human bodies right. work and to and and to act like somebody i i just it's It's so fucking dangerous because it's shit that sticks with you for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, these girls are going to be dealing with their own body issues because they think if they present themselves a certain way, not only will they not be taken seriously, but they will deserve not to be taken seriously.
0: And it wasn't just an emotional or like the internal scarring sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Some girls had what they considered modest dresses, by their logic anyway. And after they learned about this, they're like, well, I guess I have to return it and buy another one, which it's a financial issue now, too. And there was nothing wrong, probably, with their dresses. Now, like a day after the story broke, Mm -hmm. they got so much backlash as they deserved that the teacher, the principal, rather, Eric Haley, Eric Haley, uh, a principal, put out this statement, uh, basically saying, to be clear, the poncho will not be passed out at prom. Good, fine. I don't know, but
1: we just want to make sure girls feel sufficiently uncomfortable in their own bodies. Listen to some of the
0: rest of his statement. It was on display to proactively remind students of our dress code policies and eliminate any confusion confusion prior to the special event. So they were joking. I don't, I don't get it. Do I
1: need to talk about what a joke is or is not?
0: Well, he added one more thing. And wait till you hear this. Okay. We encourage our students to tailor their outfits or provide their own wraps or shawls that would meet our requirements. If necessary, we may also provide wraps or shawls, as we have done at school functions for many years. So they are giving. They are covering up So when they say
1: they're not, what they mean is we defo are.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but maybe it won't look like this pink, whatever, shoulder poncho thing. It'll just be a... Variety of colors. Do
1: you want to hear the first joke I ever wrote for stand-up? This should be good. It's actually a good joke. I'm I stand behind it. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. I, I I like my calories the way I like my uterus empty. <laughs> it's a good joke. That was good. It's that was better good. than the poncho joke.
0: That's very so good. First, first, I like first, that one. Thank that you. Was good.
1: First joke I ever wrote. Uh,
0: speaking of jokes, uh, Ken Ham is in the news. And and I'll tell you why. I
1: think somebody tweeted me about Ken Ham, and I just couldn't. At, at this the point, I don't
0: even know what he, like it's always something different. But oh, let was me, it about
1: the birds and the teeth?
0: Yeah. So okay. they found the Nature uh, Journal. Nature published an article basically saying there was a new discovery. They found a skull of an ancient bird, and the thing is, it it marks this transition point between dinosaurs mm-hmm. and modern birds because. It, it definitely looks like a modern bird, but it had teeth that were really sharp and stronger and a jaw that was much stronger than usual. You don't find those in modern birds. You find those in dinosaurs. So it's like, cool, this is like a transitional mm-hmm. fossil. This is the sort of thing you dream of finding, and they've never found um, such an intact skull. So very yeah, cool it discovery. It's 86 million years old. I'm not going to bother trying to pronounce the Latin name for it.
1: Do it, do it, uh, do it. It'll be your joke.
0: Ichthyornis dispar. Sorry. That's good. But anyway, uh, it also, this is what the researcher said. It shows us what the first bird beak looked like. Because it, it wasn't what it looks oh, like today. okay. Um, and he added, it's a real mosaic of features, a transitional form. Another researcher not affiliated with the writers of this paper said this is a game changer. Yeah. So, okay, fine, cool. It's a transitional fossil. Scientists discover these things pretty often, mm-hmm. and it's a big part of the evolutionary process because it allows us to fill in more blanks about the evolutionary tree. So, of course, if you're a creationist, first of all, 86-million-year-old fossil, that's impossible. Because there's no 86 million Sorry, years ago. I was
1: trying to scroll through my Twitter to find who tweeted this at me. Did you say impossible while I wasn't paying attention? That's a
0: joke. Um, Ken Ham is like, first of all, there's nothing that's that old. But second thing, he's try- he can't accept that because it goes against everything he believes. He doesn't think dinosaurs became birds in any <laughs> sort of way or certain ones be- are like predecessors, ancestors of mm-hmm. birds. So here's what... Here's how he said it. His basic argument is, it's a bird. That's it. It's just a bird. Who says it's a dinosaur? He it's just a bird. Here's the actual quote. Out. So it was half bird and half dinosaur, but actually it was a tiny bird with a tiny beak and maybe a powerful jaw. So obviously evolution is true because they know it evolved from a dinosaur. So it's a transitional form, but it's not because it's a bird. Fairy words don't tale, mean exclamation mark.
1: Words don't mean anything because <laughs> I say they don't. I can just string in words in any order I want and everybody will believe me because I, I put an exclamation point at
0: the end. He, he sounds like Donald Trump at the end, like, sad. No, he's just like, fairy tale, exclamation point. It, it's just his his version of, like, Christian I sarcasm. I guess my
1: question is... It, why bother at this point? Why would why Ken Ham... Why bother? Him, from, if you're Ken Ham yeah. and you're a young earth creationist and you've already called bullshit on all science, yeah. right? Like, you don't believe in anything... Why do you take the time to call out individual discoveries? Is that worth your while?
0: I think it is, in his defense. And the reason is, for the same reason I I write about... I
1: accidentally teed you up to defend him. No, it's okay.
0: It's the same reason I write about Christians, religion stuff in the news all the time. If people are talking about that, I want you to see it from my perspective, too. So if everyone's talking about this cool new scientific discovery, he wants to add his perspective. I don't begrudge him that. He's just wrong. But I think here's the thing to keep in mind. If you remember a long time ago, maybe a decade or so ago, Kirk Cameron went on Fox News and he's like, if, crocodile evo- crocodile. Crocodile. if evolution is true, then we would see like a hybrid between a crocodile and a duck. And the picture he showed it's was epic. like horribly photoshopped. Should Just that a literally my next
1: tattoo is a crocodile?
0: Don't hurt yourself with that. Oh, it would be so fun. His picture was literally a half crocodile, half duck. Like I'm
1: sorry, did you say it was a bad photo job photoshop oh. job or the best photoshop job? <laughs> or
0: I think what a real discovery. I think what Ken Ham is like, he sees the pictures in the Nature article and mm-hmm. the the like computer scans they did of the skull, mm-hmm. and he's like, it looks like a bird beak because it does. The thing is, the <laughs> scientists are like, yeah, but you gotta look at the the type of teeth this thing has and the type of job. And Ken Ham's like, but it looks like a bird. And (laughs) I think, or
1: I can make up shit. I think
0: his mind is saying like, this should have like the head of a T-Rex and the flapping wings of a bird in order to be a legit transitional fossil. Which is
1: so funny because it's such a willful, um, a uh, w- uh, Willful misunderstanding of what evolution is and how it works, as in, because, like
0: it's like a scan from the top down, yeah. <laughs> and just mean, magically w- morph. That's I, what he thinks.
1: I've had arguments with discussions with people about about um, about evolution and how it works and how it doesn't. And the thing that the, the, this this is my former boss, whom I adored and respected, but she was a creationist, and that was a thing that shockingly we never really agreed on. We were talking about the evolution of horses. We worked with horses yeah. together. And to me, it just seemed really interesting that she understood genealogy. She bred horses. So she understood that, like, a miniature horse is the same thing as, like, a Clydesdale or a Shire or a big draft horse. Those mine, big horses yeah, versus yeah. small horm- horses, haven't I mean. Yeah. And they're so different and so unique. But we can acknowledge that they... Like, I feel like with no context, you wouldn't look at a mini horse that's, you know, 200 pounds or whatever. They're probably more than that. Um, But And then look at, like, a Budweiser horse, a Clydesdale, and be like, yeah, those are definitely the same species because they are so drastically different. But they are willing... Because that is something they can, like, tangibly understand, I guess, they're fine with that. It's for some reason the speciation aspect of it, of like, right. at some point they can't crossbreed because they're no longer, in this, they're like, well, no, I'm fucking tapped <laughs> out there. but It it like, shows
0: their ignorance completely. It, but it feels
1: willful, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I, what I don't get is, I know Ken Ham hires people who have PhDs, a handful of them. Some of them went to actual universities, not Christian ones, uh-huh. and like, you would think they would at least understand evolution, even if they don't buy into it. And it's clear that they don't, because they believe the same stuff.
1: Are you sure? Do you think <clears> they've like, <throat> s- c- forgive the pun, but like <clears> sold their soul in some respect of like, I, I will throw my the letters after my name, behind. I'll throw the weight of that behind your garbage claims in exchange for variety I, or money or whatever. I want
0: to believe that, but there are at least, and, and I'm talking about a literal handful here, who who really do know what the secular world says about this stuff what actual scientists say about yeah. this stuff and they just totally reject it because they take this stance that Genesis is literally true the mm. Bible is correct etc um and that's one issue and a separate problem and whatever but like for them not to understand what scientists are actually saying about like these transitional fossils I that is what uh, Bob to blows To me, my that mind.
1: that feels like I read the headline and then commented on it. Yeah, that, that's very. Ken Ham is it not the to. scientist.
0: Like he and he'll say this too. He's not the one with that PhD or anything. Right. But he has staffers who are. He has quote unquote research staff that well, like, helps him with blog posts and dumb. stuff like. He's
1: not like cognitively a dumb right. person. Like he can formulate arguments, but he, he just makes the to same use, use shitty things, and like. They know mules exist. It's a cross between a donkey and a horse, and they're fucking sterile. They know it's possible to cross. I God just made don't it. get it.
0: Uh, can I move on to another one that's just, I want to make sure we get this one before oh, okay. it's too late. So, uh, like you said, it's May 4th. Tomorrow's May 5th. Tomorrow there's going to be a big rally. I'm sorry. It's not big. Tomorrow there's going to be a rally. <laughs> I'll tell you about that in a second. But here's the story you need to know to make sense of this. Uh, Pulse nightclub, that massacre that happened uh, two years ago. Oh my god!
1: i going to hate this. Uh, Hold
0: on, Luis uh, Luis Javier Ruiz was at Pulse nightclub that night. He was one of the people who survived. He He survived religion. Yes, he survived the shooting, um, and not only did he find God, quote unquote, after during his recovery and afterwards, he now says he's no longer gay because he's been saved by God. Um, and what's interesting is I just noticed he deleted his whole uh, Facebook post about this, but we know what he said, and we have screenshots. Dude, what are you uh-huh. doing deleting these posts? But here's what he basically said. Uh, going through old pictures of the night of Pulse, a memory, were my struggles of perversion, heavy drinking to drown out everything, and having promiscuous sex that led to HIV, blah, 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 Eights. blah. I know who I am, and I'm not defined with who the enemy says I used to be, but who Christ Jesus says I am. Okay. All right. Um, cool. There was a profile written in a Catholic publication a year ago, so mm-hmm. a year after the shooting, that basically Has said... Has been two years Yeah, since it's been Pulse two already? years. Almost two years. Fuck. Um, he was helped in his recovery efforts by Catholic charities. So good on them. They helped him with the recovery. But this is the same group that is we're, fighting to make sure... when they sure, say
1: recovery, do they mean recover from the trauma or recovery huh. from his homosexuality?
0: Recovering from the trauma. because okay. I wonder if that's also what they were going for. Um, these are the same groups that fight to stop same sex parents from adopting kids. Yeah, chill like, as usual. So I wonder if that's the reason. But anyway, uh, tomorrow on Saturday, there was a thing called the Freedom March. Uh, I forgot where just this is. They not take all of the yeah, words. Yeah, no, they took the words. Um, it's sponsored by a Christian group called Voice of the Voiceless. And basically, this is a march for people who supposedly stopped being gay. Um, they're no longer LGBT. Um, and they're testifying publicly of the life-changing grace available to those who want to, quote, leave the LGBT identity for something greater. So this guy, Ruiz, okay. is speaking at that event.
1: All right. I um, guess that's I mean, his right. Yeah,
0: He's also going to be joined by uh, activist mommy, Elizabeth Johnson, because oh, anytime time yeah. there's a horrible opinion to promote, she's there. Uh, whether it's sex education, uh, which she's opposing because it has the word education in it, mm-hmm. and Roy yeah. Moore, <laughs> <That's a good laughs> thank joke. you, thank you, and Roy Moore, the alleged pedophile, he, <gasps> she was there for a press conference defending has he him.
1: Moonwalked into obscurity. Yet? No,
0: he's going to run for governor. I think. No, uh-huh. really? So yeah. Uh, so anyway, this rally is going to go on tomorrow. Now, I read a comment, so I don't know how much credence to give it, which is that this group has put on rallies before and they never get more than like a dozen people at any of these events. Let's it's like go. one of those you oh, invite. It's, it's, I don't know if it's in Virginia or somewhere close to there. I don't think it's in like Washington, D.C., but no. it's, it's somewhere. But I'm very curious. Go
1: let's go to D.C. for a thing. A thing? I don't know. what There's things that happen in D.C. <laughs>
0: but yeah, it, what bothered me is I'm like, this guy saw... Four dozen people die because I mean, like, I granted. That's the lesson healer. I know one of the narratives coming out is maybe the the shooter didn't even necessarily target them because they were gay, just because he wanted to commit chaos, and that was the club he found. I don't know if that's true, but whatever. I heard that's true. The point <laughs> is, uh, that's these useless. people died at a gay nightclub, um, and this guy was part of that community in whatever way, and now he's going around saying you need to stop being gay. He's Act, it's not just a personal thing. He's like, I want to stop you from it's being gay dangerous in some way. It's you saw people die and now you're pushing the same ideology that makes LGBTQ people kill themselves. Mm-hmm.
1: That's I that's, think what bugged
0: me so much about that, this uh, more I mean, than that's anything else. Very
1: well put it, it because I think um, I I always want to be really clear when we talk about like this kind of anti LGBTQ movement that we, we see and have been seen for, for centuries um, it is de- it, it is denying people, denying Americans their basic human rights in a lot of ways. It's denying these people the the rights and privileges that those of us ha- uh, um, who are straight have. But in addition to all that, it is sending a message to young queer kids all across the country that what they are and what they feel is wrong. And that is a harmful message. There are kids who aren't going to make it out of childhood because they're hearing these messages, whether that's from this guy or their own parents or their pastor or whomever. These have very real consequences. This isn't just about gay people have the right to marry, which is not not to undercut that, but but to continue this weird conversation about... Gay, what's wrong with gay people? Or gay people are less than, or whatever. It's it's extraordinarily and deeply dangerous.
0: Do you want to talk about something happier?
1: I guess White House
0: Correspondents' Dinner, which happened after we recorded.
1: Okay, I when I was doing my notes today, I didn't write anything about it for a minute because I was like, the White House Correspondents' Dinner was like four months ago. Yeah, I
0: cannot
1: (laughs) believe how recent it was.
0: (laughs) Right, not even a week.
1: Oh my Christ. I
0: wanted to bring up one thing about it that I I laughed at today, um maybe yesterday or something, but basically it Took you a second to get sorry. Michelle Wolf's to jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh one of the things, I mean I know all the attention has been about the things Michelle Wolf said about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, but she also made a few jokes and Mike Pence's <laughs> expense And the one that got the most attention is Mike Pence is very anti-choice. He thinks abortion is murder, which, first of all, don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> and when you do try it, really knock it. You know, you got to get that baby out of there. She said some other things, Pretty too, bad. about him. But OK, fine. So one, we know Sarah Huckabee Sanders because she was on camera that night. She didn't even crack a smile. She didn't she find anything did funny because she doesn't smile. Um,
1: I will say her contouring was on point. Her cheekbones looked great. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> sorry. What we don't know, it's true, what we don't know is like, well, how did Mike Pence react to any of this? And he, he wasn't didn't,
1: there. right. He
0: wasn't there. So he, on the national day of prayer, uh, on Thursday, he did an interview, surprise, surprise with the Christian broadcasting network, because I think they do more interviews with Trump and Pence than any, even Fox news. Cause they're you even, Trump w-
1: hasn't done a press conference in over a year.
0: Mm-hmm. uh, they are even more softball than Fox News. So Pence did an interview with David Brody of the Christian Broadcasting Network, and Brody asked him that question. Like, here's his question. Wolf said about how you believe abortion is murder. I mean, it was not only untrue, but over the top. What? Yeah. How is that untrue? He does think abortion... That's the whole point of the pro-life movement is that abortion is murder, (sighs) Right? you Maybe you don't punish the women. I'm, I'm sorry. Sure that,
1: I might have zoned out for a second yeah. because it sounded to me like <laughs> a Christian just said ye, the fact that, quote unquote, abortion is murder is untrue on its face.
0: Yeah. Are that's, you
1: sure? Because I'm quoting. I haven't Wolf, had that much wine I'm to drink, the but I feel like I've...
0: Wolf said about how you believe abortion is murder. I mean, it was not only untrue, but over the top. He didn't even say the joke was over the top. He said that comment was over the top and we're untrue.
1: We're in the upside down.
0: I thought it was like, oh, it's like a Holocaust. It's another genocide. Like that's they think abortion which is, is murder. That's okay. Whatever. That's not even the point of this. The point is Pence's response ultimately is with regards to the critics, David. You know, it. He. I'll give him this.
1: Regards isn't a word. Um, regard. Yeah. yeah.
0: I will. <laughs> he said regard. Sorry, I misread it. My fault. Um,
1: you mean to get you? I'm his, sorry.
0: His response was actually like, oh, yeah, that's how presidents usually sound. Like, his response was in general, you know, it's, I deal with the critics. They're going to be there. I support their right to say this stuff. I disagree. That's what you kind of expect someone to say in his position. Remember when he saw Hamilton and like the, the actors said the statement? At, like, yeah. Whatever. And he, his response later, he sat there, he took it. And then he walked out of the theater, and his response was something like, "They have a right to whatever." Yeah. he gave a pretty he, normal. All things statement. considered,
1: he he right. handled that well. Did so, you know that the actor who said that was the same guy who played Judas in Jesus Christ oh, Superstar? Really? Same guy. Go ahead. Nice.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm here's put what this wine cork That away. even that wasn't the point of this story either. Mike Pence. <laughs> here's what Mike Pence said with regard to the critics, David. You know, it comes with the territory. You know, as the Bible says, "I counted all joy when I endure trials or criticisms." Alright Whatever But okay Basically it doesn't matter If you're saying good or bad things about me If you're my critic Like It's all good You're living life Be happy Fine Okay fine I had to look that one up for a second, and it turns out that comes from James chapter one verse two.
1: There's a book of James. There's a
0: book of James, and then I was reading more of the book of James, and guess what it says? Okay. A little later in James chapter one, he's to read in the Bible. Verses ten and eleven, like and this was a verse... few sentences later. Okay, uh, here's what it says: The rich should take pride in their humiliation, <laughs> since they will pass away like a wildflower. <laughs> The rich will fade away even while they go about their business.
1: (laughs) That is fresh as hell Maybe Mike Pence hasn't
0: had the Bible. Who knows? Oh, my God. I found that amusing.
1: That's amazing. I mean, mean, how many times can we talk about the hypocrisy of Christians when they don't follow the Bible? It's it's bonkers crazy. Um, Speaking of abortion... Yes. Were you done with your thing? Yes. Okay. Okay. It's so the transition. Uh, so him and, uh, before before we start recording the show, we just like do a rundown of like the subjects that we're gonna do, so he can do uh, show notes. <laughs> and I was like, I have two really quick things. Oh, actually, I, I'm gonna come back to the the um, White House correspondence Dinner. Yeah. But <laughs> one of the things I put was so I just have my notes in front of me. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds signed the most uh, restrictive abortion one of the most restrictive abortion bills in the country. Bans it at six weeks, and then I just put fuck it. Usually I do like a long, <laughs> drown out like exp- explainer of what's going on. I just can't even. Six weeks is so draconian. I can't even stand it.
0: Some women don't even know they're pregnant at that Many point, Many women which don't is,
1: even know, especially when they're not expected to be pregnant.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I read about the story here: the why would Iowa, why would a woman governor, you know, sign anything like this? And there's a reason for this. It's not just anti-abortion state run by Republicans, whatever. Part of the reason is they know this is going to be challenged because, of course, it's going to be like they're going to get yeah. sued for this. And they know that. And They, they want, want
1: this to go to the Supreme Court. They
0: want this to go to the Supreme Court because it. it this stuff takes some time. And if you say yeah, it may take two years for it to get to the Supreme Court, who knows what the court will look like then if something happens to RBG and Trump appoints someone else.
1: Don't... How...
0: I'm just saying, this would is their... Call
1: her out? This how is... How dare you? This is
0: their argument, saying, like, well, we'll take our chances, and maybe Trump will get to appoint another Supreme Court appointment, and because some people were pissed off that Hillary used email, this is why this is even a question now. So it's not just a draconian abortion policy that's going to hurt women, it's not. It's incidental almost. It's, it's part of a long-term strategy down to Roe v. Wade. try to overturn Roe v. Wade. Yeah.
1: Can we just have a super quick sidebar about the fact that Trump's <laughs> doctor released a garbage statement about his health in 2016. So, into, I just really want to like drive this home and this is less about how I'm pro Hillary, which I am, and more about how like the double standards those two humans were were held to. So, So this was around the time when, do you remember the 9-11 memorial that Hillary had pneumonia and Mm -hmm. like almost passed out and had to be brought back to her car. And the headline was Hillary is on her deathbed. (laughs) She's dying. She can't be president. How could she? We had all of her health records. We had all of her like tax shit. We've seen every email she's ever written. And then, at the time, Trump's doctor released the like the kind of medical assessment that Hammond's three-year-old daughter would have written. Like, <laughs> healthiest <laughs> ever, <laughs> Superman, he's an Ubermensch. Yeah. Um, and shockingly, Daddy just came walking up because they yelled so much. Yeah. Shockingly, it just came to pass that Trump dictated that to his doctor. And I just, and everyone's like, oh, 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 interesting. Oh, that's right. that's an interesting turn of events. Have we had,
0: I don't, between that guy who said Trump dictated it to Ronnie Jackson, who told us that, like, he's the healthiest guy what alive. What
1: the fuck was with Ronnie Jackson, though? Yeah,
0: I don't know, because he was working for other presidents, too. So, like, but now I don't trust him either. Has Trump ever had an actual medical exam? I don't know that he has. Oh, certainly
1: not. But you know who Trump's old doctor looks like? Have you seen um, Independence Day? God,
0: tell me you've seen. Him. Oh, a long time ago.
1: Okay, there's a scene when they're in Area 51, and there's a doctor, and he's also the guy who plays. I want to say Data on Star Trek. Okay. Mike, you just went upstairs. He would have known? <laughs> but he looks like him. He's got like this scraggly gray hair and has kind of like a hippie doctor vibe. Anyway, so back <laughs> to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Um, what I want to briefly touch on is this sort of reaction to the quote-unquote criticism of Sarah Huckabee standards, Sanders, which here's what I think is interesting. I think there is an argument to be made that Michelle Wolf did sort of make fun of her based on her looks, but it wasn't the smoky eye thing that everybody's obsessed right. with. So she did a bit about how like, Sanders is kind of the the like softball coach of <laughs> whatever, which is First of all, not untrue Second of all, like, too true for me Like, that kind of (laughs) struck home Um, Here's what I was Troubled by There's a lot of um, A, there's the hypocrisy Of the right, of, oh, now you're worried About, like, linguistic standards And people be, like, when you Your president, the person you stand behind Is calling people names Every fucking day, like this is this is where you're choosing to like draw the line and say like you need to be de- decent here at the correspondence dinner that I've <laughs> never been to. Right. That's one thing. Um, I, I, I think it's fine if you want to have a conversation about decency. They talked about this on um, Pod Save America, and I thought it was well put that we can have a conversation about decency, but it has to start at the White House. <laughs> like you can't be mad that a that a comedian is telling jokes at a dinner when the guy who's running the country is as vulgar as anybody else. I would argue as vulgar as I am. Um, but here's what actually sort of bummed me out is a lot of women came to, quote-unquote, the defense of, of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, and media um, women. Yeah, um, Mika Brzezinski was one of them, whom, whom I respect. I, li- I like Mika a lot. But it really irked me that they talked. there was... At least one quote was like, wh- How could a wife and mother sit there while her looks are being judged? And that fucking sucks because part of feminism is that women aren't weaker, aren't inherently weaker than men. And instead of labeling Sarah Huckabee Sanders, as what she is, which is a professional working woman who is representing a White House, who is constantly lying on behalf of her boss, but to sort of like uh, reduce her debt, not reduce—that's not the right word—but but but frame it as oh, this working wife and mother was getting attacked, and that's garbage. Like nobody would ever say like oh, husband and father Mike Pence was attacked for his like dumb mm. Lego hair. Like nobody would reduce it to that, and I think that. Sucked, and I really hated to hear that, and that's what I have to say about that. So now I got those two guys out. I only have one more thing for in the listener mail. Oh,
0: Oop. Um, Do I have anything else? You've you know got what?
1: things. You're just gonna skip them. I got
0: things. I don't know that there. Let's worth.
1: do. Let's do like lightning round.
0: Lightning round. Okay. Uh, let's talk about this House Chaplain. Uh, oh, he yeah. was. Uh, he resigned, and part of me was like, good. Uh, because he told an atheist he couldn't deliver an invocation. But then he said, you know, we didn't know why he was resigning. Mm -hmm. And then it came out that he gave an invocation where he quite subtly kind of dissed the Republicans for their tax plan for Uh, not helping.
1: Subtly is generous. Maybe, okay. It was when they were trying to pass their tax plan, right. and he basically did this whole thing about, like, let the poor not be fucked by this. Right. I would, if Unquote. I had to- Unquote. <laughs> and there was
0: another one saying, like, well, he once allowed a Muslim to deliver a, a guest invocation. Of But whatever. We don't really know why, but he rescinded it. And then it came out that, like, Paul Ryan kind of pressured him out. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, I rescind my invocation. If you want to fire me, do it, Paul Wait, Ryan.
1: I'm sorry. Rescind his...
0: His, I'm sorry, he rescind his resignation. Okay. He's like, you know what? I take it back. If you want to fire me, Paul Ryan, really? fire me, but I'm not leaving on my own. That's dope as and hell. Making the House Republican, you know, the House Speaker. What do they do? Fire the chaplain. What do you do? Paul Ryan's like, all right, you can keep your job. Really? Yeah. And so it's over? It's over right now. The well, chaplain's still there now. Uh,
1: Interesting. So Paul Ryan's like,
0: not picking this fight.
1: Wait, you mean Paul Ryan was spineless about a thing? I I know, Not my Paul Ryan.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, next Um, one. Let me run. Let me run. Liberty University. Oh,
1: Christ. Uh, If you're talking about their gun range again. I'm
0: not talking about the gun range. Uh, Do we talk about how they're the largest Christian school in the country?
1: No, but okay. Okay,
0: they're Jack Jenkins. Wait, really? Well, okay, so here's the thing. I think this happened right as we recorded last week. like...
1: Uh, uh, Notre Dame, no. which is like tech. Okay. Uh,
0: when it comes to, well, when it comes to Protestant, actually maybe compared to Notre Dame. really, uh, yeah. Cause Notre Dame's not well, huge necessarily.
1: But th- really? Yeah. Um, maybe I just live um, in the Midwest and When it Notre comes Dame. to
0: the largest Christian school in the country, Liberty University says everywhere, we are the largest Christian university in the country. Last Friday, uh, Jack Jenkins of Religion News Service put out a piece that basically said, no, you're not. Not anymore. Really? Because what Jack was saying is that... <laughs>
1: Phoenix College uh, Online. <laughs> Over to come.
0: Close. Uh, he said <laughs> Grand Canyon University, which <laughs> is based in Phoenix, <laughs> what? Uh, which is a for-profit Christian school, is actually the largest. And here's what Jack I've found. i never heard of it. This about. is according to a government database called the Integrated Post-Secondary Education Data System. Okay. Uh, basically, they said they reported Liberty's 12-month... Unduplicated headcount. These are all the students we have over the past year. Um, they said for Liberty, it was 109,000 plus. They also said for G- uh, Grand Canyon University, it was 111,000 plus. And this is including online students, obviously. Yeah. So the thing is.
1: How have I never heard of this one?
0: Because it's online and it's private and it's a Christian school. So it's like, why would you have I'm heard not of their it? Another demographic. Yeah. And so here's the thing. Uh, Liberty's not the biggest. It's as simple as that. You're the second biggest. So Jack pointed this out, and he reaches them because if Die they're mad saying, about it,
1: Liberty University. Yeah,
0: if you're saying you're the largest Christian university, well, you're not anymore, so what are you going to do about that? Fight. And they said, I think at the time, well, we're going to change the website then. We'll make sure we remove that line from our uh, well, advertising, biggest, whatever. Yeah. Um. But after like a day or two after that report went out, they started pushing back. They're like, you know what? We are the largest Christian university. Really? And I'm paraphrasing, it's like, because we're true Christians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For example, they said, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Because, for example, Liberty University forces students and faculty members to sign a statement of faith that says, like, you have to believe in a literal book of Just Genesis interpretation. Just can, can get
1: on your garbage university <laughs> right. board.
0: Yeah, they're like, they force, really? uh, Liberty says you have to be a young earth creationist. Grand Canyon University is like, well, you have to believe God created us, but the mechanism of that is up to you. Young earth creationism... Uh, God-guided evolution, which a lot of progressive Christians believe. Like, they don't care. Yeah. Um. So uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. is like, well, then they don't count. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that also means, by the way, like, if his Christianity is true Christianity, like Catholic schools, progressive Christian schools, none of these count because well, they're what all I was gonna heretics. It's
1: like the, the schools that are, like, incidentally Christian. So, like, in Chicago, DePaul. Um,
0: right. That's a Catholic. Loyola. Are, forgot the specific game. You know, Jesuit, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, like
1: they're quote unquote religious schools, but not in any meaningful way at all. Well argue. they're
0: not uh they're liberal with their policies. Like uh, I did grad school at DePaul. I never once had to do anything religious of any sort. Right. Right? Like I just got my but degree in
1: technically and, But technically
0: it's, it's a religious private school. I mean it is. And Liberty
1: University is bigger than
0: online. We talked about this before that their online, online thing is yeah, like right, bigger than right, anything. Right, it funds right, their their gun range their gun range their their actual physical campus is the un- gotcha. is funded by the online okay. side. so jerry falwell also said we have more full-time students than grand canyon university God, just which measure is your
1: dicks and which, get over
0: yeah. it. which is fine but it's also irrelevant for the one metric that right. the government actually keeps so uh <laughs> then finally he's like trying to compromise jerry <laughs> this is jerry falwell jr um, if GCU requires faculty to affirm a strong Christian doctrinal statement, which you know he doesn't believe, and enrolls more students in total headcount, while Liberty enrolls more full time enrollment, blah blah blah, then it would be fair for both schools to claim to be the largest Christian university in the world. In any event, he said, Liberty will remain the largest nonprofit Christian university in the world. Which is true because they're for-profit. When like,
1: you're a jet,
0: you're a <laughs> jet
1: all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day. I have
0: no idea where that one's from. Really? Yeah. Are you? Not even. I have no idea. West Side
1: Story, no, my dude. No. You've never seen West Side Story? I've heard of it. It's very good. It's honestly. Mm, I've my heard fi- a couple of the f- songs. Well, yeah, because yeah, because they're <laughs> fucking great songs. Hemet, and you're an American. We should watch. You, you. should watch. Even though you're yeah, you're adding
0: to the queue after Star Wars okay, here. On, <laughs> nice. I'm not
1: saying we for the podcast, <laughs> just in your life. Yes. West Side Story is very, 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 very good. And, and And if you need somebody to say all the words to all the lines and all the songs in your face while you're watching it, I can watch it with
0: you. Excellent. After Star Wars, let's talk.
1: I can't believe you we never... West Side Story is very, very
0: good. Let's talk about lightning round one more thing, oh, yeah. and then I'm done. God, we're bad at uh, lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> there was a poll that came out uh, this week, and it's by a group called the Institute for Social Policy and Understanding. And basically, I don't know if this is a group run... I think it is a group run by Muslims, um, but they wanted to measure what they call the Islamophobia Index, okay. uh, which... I know a lot of atheists, including myself, have a problem with that word. Because like...
1: Islamophobia?
0: Yeah. Because I'm fine with cr- a criticism of Islam as a religion uh-huh. because atheists frequently criticize religion and that includes Islam. That's very different from like anti-Muslim bigotry. Yes. Which Okay. I'm, yes. And many people are totally opposed to. Fine. And I think a lot of people conflate the if two. You're, like, yeah, I was just about to say your you, problem
1: that they're conflated?
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, people are like, oh, you said like Islam isn't true. You're Islamophobic. Like, no, I have no problem with Muslims. I have a problem right. with the religion. Same with Christians, whatever. Um, anyway, they called it the Islamophobia Index. They wanted to see which groups, religious demographic groups, like how do they treat Muslims? And here's what I found really interesting. When it comes to saying, you know, who's likely to oppose Donald Trump's Muslim ban? Okay. Naturally, Muslims <laughs> ranked pretty high on the list. Really? They were at 84%. They opposed the Muslim ban. i
1: What is going on with that 16%? I know, what's the other 16%?
0: Self-hating or something. 85%? The non-affiliated group. The nuns. Um, White evangelicals, 34%. Like, only a third of them oppose it. Um, When it comes to who least likely to approve of Donald Trump, only 12, I'm sorry, 13% of Muslims approve of Donald Trump.
1: Wait, so there Seriously, is... Seriously, the same group. So but there's 3% of people who are like, I'm fine with a Muslim <laughs> ban. I hate Trump, though. Like, what is your yeah, life, I
0: dude?
1: Know. 3%, um, that's a lot of people.
0: But the weird thing is, okay, you would expect Muslims to be the lowest in terms of approval. They're not? For, um, well, they are, but 17% unaffiliated again. Go up. We were second lowest. And lean
1: nailing yes,
0: White evangelicals, 72% support Trump. So, I mean the di- the distance is huge here mm-hmm. and one more example of it um when it comes to the actual islamophobia like they did a separate calculation for this um most do you agree with the statement this is what they asked most muslims living in the united states are more prone to violence
1: yikes That's 18%
0: what... of muslims agreed with that same uh... whatever only do you
1: think it's white people? Like, yeah, my name's Muhammad.
0: <laughs> I, I uh, don't know how they.
1: Death to America. I don't remember
0: how they conducted it, but uh, 8% non affiliated. We, we scored lower, like in a good way. What the fuck? On that. Um, Muslims do <laughs> better. Most Muslims living in the United States are less civilized than other people. Wow, that's a loaded term. Yeah. 8% of Muslims said yes. Only 1% of nuns.
1: I'm sorry. Just really quick, yeah. is the, the margin of error on this twelve <laughs> points? Like, what the fuck I is don't know happening? The margin,
0: but yeah, weird, right? Um, and here is the last question I' worth bringing up: uh, Who supports censorship of the press in the wake of a terror attack? Um, Jewish people came in at nineteen percent, only nineteen percent. Nuns.
1: Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh,
0: if there's a terrorist attack, uh-huh. we should Which gr-
1: Oh, like oh, I think oh, when it comes which to group supports a Okay, got it. I think it. I'm yeah, sorry, and I censoring how you question. talk about
0: them maybe. Okay. Oh, atheists, the agnostics, the religious, but I believe in something, whatever. Hmm. Only 11%, lowest in the bunch. Um the point being, and one of the things I want to point out the, with all this, these
1: non-religious people sound like a group I want to be
0: affiliated yeah, right? with. There's we've <laughs> talked about this before. The question is how many are are Nuns veering toward the alt right. You know, are we, we talk about that. Islamophobic? Are we anti-Muslims? Whatever. This According to this study, this particular study say says yeah. no. We're on the right side. How as big is much the study? As, Do you
1: know my name? Uh,
0: off the top of my head, I don't. Okay, will uh, we'll have the link. I'm just you can look at. Talked to
1: like eight people.
0: <laughs> I think it's a legit yeah. survey, which means they would have talked to as many people, uh, the right number of people, or whatever. But the point is like, this is just one study I know, but this contradicts to me that narrative that we're all like, yeah, there are always going to be a handful of people who you're just like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like you just mentioned. But by and large, this is not some trend where the nuns are the ones we got to worry about when it comes to the alt-right. Okay, I'm done with my lightning round.
1: Um, God, yeah, the last thing, um, Matt Walsh, who is a a conservative blogger, who is uh, much derided on this podcast, and I always want to be clear, Matt Walsh is the conservative blogger, not the comedian who went to my same high school. We're going to be friends someday. (laughs) I'm going to make it happen. What did Matt Walsh do? Matt Walsh is the worst as usual. Um, so he tweeted... Th- so this is all... In the, uh, so I, I want to give the correct context for this. Um, and so he tweeted this out. Oh, I guess I don't have the date or I've been scribbling over it. Oh, no, no, May 3rd. So yesterday. Yeah. As we record this. So this is in the context of this incel thing happening, which is which is genuinely men who are a danger to women, who who are lashing out at women blaming them for their problems. So what he's saying is kind of garbage anyway. In the context, it's really shitty. <clears throat> this tweet from Matt Welsh. Um, at 6.05 a.m., May 3rd, buddy, sleep in. Maybe you won't. Quote, quote, maybe you won't tweet cranky things. <laughs> the lack of male spaces in our culture it begins in the home, where a man is often forced to set up his quote man cave in the garage or the basement if he wants any space to himself in the home he owns and pays for. <laughs> Next tweet: It's sad to think of the men who hangs out all day in the garage and then is often often banished to the couch at night if his wife is angry at him. He allows himself to be treated like a dog in his home. Uh, in his own <laughs> home. Okay, so I'm just going to oh, go there's through. There's insight into his life. So this is what, probably 200 words, no, 100 words. So lack of mental space in our culture begins at home where a man is forced to set up his man cave. So this begs the qu- So uh, the implication here is that your entire home is the woman's space.
0: Right.
1: And you, as a man, only get your one little, like, piece of the pie.
0: As someone with two kids, I have no cave.
1: And and does your wife have no. a cave? Like, is your wife uh, so? Like, I live here with my husband. We don't have any like human children, but I would argue the whole house is my dog's cave. <laughs> right. And Mikey and I have the privilege of <laughs> occupying the same space as her. <laughs> but so 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 that's a really fucked up thing. Is uh, be, because this is a man, ca- and this very much does not. Exist on the other end, on the other end of the gender spectrum. Women, like, there's no
0: woman cave. Even they concept. have she
1: sheds, which I'm not <laughs> going to talk about because I'm like personally offended by it. But like, I don't know. Some women have like their craft rooms. My craft room is again wherever I am is where I craft. Um, but so it's this idea that like men need their own personal space and their domain isn't anywhere in the house. I feel like he's like, subtweeting the fact that the woman's space is in the kitchen. He didn't say that. I'm putting those words in his mouth. But I don't think they're far behind. So that's one thing. The other thing is, um, if he wants any space to himself, like, if you're a human person who lives with other human people, like, space to yourself is a fucking premium. So the (laughs) fact that, like, if you had had a quote-unquote man cave, like... That isn't your fucking right that it, if, like if you had a, if you had a space in your house that your kids weren't allowed into, like <laughs> that's not like your fundamental right as a man. It's like you lucky motherfucker. Yeah.
0: And who has time? What am I going to do in my man cave? That suggests I have time well, to people, hang out there.: well, People
1: watch TV and like movies.
0: Movies. You've heard of
1: movies. Um, so, and here's my favorite last part of this. For And then we're still talking about the first period In the home he owns and pays for.
0: Right, right. No woman could ever pay mortgage or help with that.
1: Yeah. Like, gross, grosseroo. Do mm-hmm. I need to go into why that's gross? I do not <laughs> think so. Um, it's sad to think of the man who hangs out all day in the garage, Okay, so I'm going to underline Just that. Just fix
0: your car. You don't need to spend all day.
1: But Okay, but here's the thing. What are you So doing it's something the, the d- man who hangs all day. So we're going to give the benefit of the doubt that this is a weekend and not like a Tuesday. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: But so the implication is, and given the content, uh, Matt Walsh, I think, has like a couple, he has a small brood of human mm-hmm. children. So the idea is like his idea of being a man is ignoring his family, <laughs> spending all day in the garage like, Wrenching metal things yeah. and watching home improvement. <laughs> is that what men do?
0: <laughs> Clearly, I wouldn't know.
1: I left you in the mic. Like, A, this is like what he thinks the ideal like man day is. And B, like, poor him. <laughs> He gets an entire day of alone time while presumably his wife or whomever he pays to raise his children for him, because he can't be fucking bothered <laughs> to look at them, because that's women's space. I, ju- I, it's just everything about this makes me so. And then angry. he wants to go
0: to his man cave separately from that.
1: Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's not his man. And then is often banished to the couch at night if his wife is angry with him. Which a often, <laughs> my dude. If you're quote unquote often banished to the couch. Maybe take a look in a mirror, talk to a the therapist. <laughs> B. The only time Mikey sleeps not in our bed is if I'm snoring particularly loud, <laughs> and I I just maybe this is just a thing I can't relate to. I don't know if Mikey and I have ever had a big enough fight that we're like mm, sleeps. That's neither here nor there. He allows himself to be treated like a dog in his own home. Like, first of all, my dog sleeps in our bed every night. So, again, this <laughs> is falling down right and left. But you it's know what? just it's, such a...
0: We started this podcast talking about Paige Patterson, the Southern Baptist guy. And, like, Matt Walsh is not... I don't know if he's Southern Baptist or evangelical or whatever. Cares. But it's the same mindset. It's oh, 100%. This...
1: He's the owner. He's the domain. He's yeah. the king of the castle. And everything is done for him. It's...
0: But don't worry, men and women are equal in their point of view.
1: But the, uh, yeah, Yeah. It, like, uh, but I think it's you know when you know when you're with your spouse or whatever and you have a really shitty day and you're like, I just want to go home and I want my spouse to take care of it. Like I'll right, come right. home and be like, I am not touching the kitchen, I'm not right. making dinner. Like you have to oh, take care of it. Oh, it happens all the time. And it happens the time. with both of
0: us is like you take of care of the kids, I'm relaxing because I'm right. tired. Like this was a garbage. Yeah.
1: But I But I think when you and I do that, presumably, we do it with a mindset of, like, I had a particularly shitty day. Like, I just need, I need this one for today. Either you can cook dinner or we can order, like, right. Domino's, which I'm never mad about. Right. The other, on Tuesday, Mike, he was like, do you want to get Hooters for dinner? I was like, yes, that's all I want every day for the rest You're of the my only life. You're
0: the person I've ever heard to say that.
1: Have I not talked to you about my love affair with Hooters? No. Okay. Super quick. We've gone to Hooters. In my family, we've gone to Hooters every Mother's Day that I can remember. My <laughs> grandfather in Florida lived near the original Hooters. In no, not Fort no, That's where Spring Breakers are. Uh, New Smyrna is where he lived. I don't know if that's where the original one. but We used to go all the time. My family has a very real love of Hooters. Oh, daddy. Huh? I think she just saw your cart and she's suspicious yes. of it. Yes. Um, I love Hooters. It's my favorite. I favorite, don't understand favorite wings.
0: you non-vegetarian well, you eat, people. But you don't eat
1: meat. <laughs> way, okay. Yes, it is problematic writ large. But those wings, though, and I tip very well, and I'm very nice All to right. my server.
0: So yes, Matt Walsh is. So
1: Matt Walsh is a nightmare person. Yeah, right. I don't know. I got. I think I got a little sidetracked. on it! So it's we unlike got me. So, We got mail. Nice. That didn't go very far.
0: That was a page throw, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs>
1: Okay, so I have an email from Terry. Justin Hammett, thank you so much for the show. I listen on my... I'm going to start to read the nice things about us. I sometimes skip them, but a lot of people say mean things to me, so I'm going to read the nice things. (laughs) Uh, Justin Hammett, thanks so much for the show. I listen on my way to work, and I'm always super excited to work on Saturdays because I know a new show will be up. Are we going to get this up, Sure. (laughs) I have some... You (laughs) better
0: hope the kids are in bed when I get home. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> re- have we been recording for four and a half hours? Something like that. Um, I have some advice needing that I would love to hear your thoughts on. How do you respond when people say, God bless you? Uh, as an RN, registered nurse, I know things. Uh, I hear it on a fairly regular basis from thankful patients. Th- this feels like a humble brag, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> In this case, I just say you're welcome and carry on and try to keep religion and politics Out of my nurse-patient relationship, unless the patient brings them up, and then I'm like, why, yes, sir, I do have some thoughts about that Fox (laughs) News you're watching. (laughs) But that's a whole other rant. Um, My wife and I hear the the phrase quite often when we give money to homeless people we encounter and are rewarded with a, quote, God God bless you. I recently started uh, thinking that we shouldn't just let it go. I don't want to give the impression that I'm helping people so that God would reward me. I want people to see that atheists aren't bad people and that atheists, non-theists, so, and so, on, so on and so forth, do good things too. The more I think about it, the more pissed I get. I'm realizing uh, that I've been uh, letting Christians take the credit for my for my benevolence. <laughs> I'm trying to be bolder in calling people out when I hear sexist, racist, religious, homophobic bullshit. So how can I say that their God can keep his blessings, thank you very much, without sounding like an angry atheist Thanks for your thoughts, and have a blessed fucking day, Terry. <laughs> Terry, you're all time. You're um,
0: great. I mean, I'll answer with... Uh, first of all, there's always... You could joke back, like, you know, God bless, I'm getting better in, in the hospital or something. Yeah, you could thank the doctors, too. Whatever. Um Honestly, I this isn't one of the things that I get worked up about much. Like, but, it's but, all context for me.
1: Yes, but I will say this. When I, I do agree, like, I would... Personally, me, I would never... Say something if somebody said God bless you. I would kind of roll with the punches, but I do. But you and I both all also have platforms that right. we are we are doing a lot of work to promote the idea that atheists aren't
0: monsters. Like sure.
1: we 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 are very lucky that we have this platform.
0: So that one can we can let slide because we have other places to talk about stuff.
1: exactly. Yeah. Um. And I don't. I don't know. So. So I certainly, if somebody says. That's the thing. I like, wonder if I would give a different like,
0: answer to Terry if it wasn't in the context of work in a hospital. But what about she,
1: he or she, I actually don't know. I think
0: he said is I don't know. Um, um, it's all good, Terry. A,
1: it, registered but like, nurse, but, though, but, but, but like, just like walking down the the sidewalk and giving money to homeless
0: people. If and if they said God bless you, like.
1: But I also understand their desire to be like. It's the same way of, like, if I do volunteer work, a lot of times I'm, like, tempted to wear an atheist shirt of some kind. Just to be, not necessarily for my edification or for any specific reason besides, like, it is good press. Like, so uh, the example I would give is when I was in Memphis at the American Atheist Convention in 2015. um, At the end, they said, so we had our, like, convention atheist T-shirts. And at the end of, like, the Saturday night, they said, put on your shirts Go out in Memphis and tip well, <laughs> like and that and nice. that's nice. I, and I completely agree with that. Like if <laughs> I I want to be a good representative, oh, I love that. yeah. No, it was <laughs> great. It was a fucking <laughs> it was a great. It was so much fun. Um, but I drank a bucket of a drink yeah. at some point. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I so God, I, don't I wonder know. if it
0: makes it like to me the homeless guy who's saying God bless you for giving me money or something. They're not trying to pick a debate with you. They're just reacting in a way yeah. that most people would be fine with. Yes. So, like that guy's not looking for a debate or an argument. So, I and I and I don't really <sighs> think they're even talking about God so much as saying bless you when someone Thank sneezes. Oh, yeah. It's just like, oh, uh, it's just the knee jerk reaction. I don't know if uh, But that I, versus... God, can
1: you I mean, but can't you be under what, aren't you understanding a little bit of like I get where I'm Terry's coming from. I am a nurse. I work my fucking ass off yeah. for 12-hour uh, yeah. shifts. And I remember I, we had, I don't know. I don't in know what my
0: they're... in my one year of failed medical school. Oh, yeah. It wasn't failed. I left on purpose. But <laughs> in the one year. held high. Yeah.
1: Where'd you go to medical school, actually?
0: Nowhere important now. No, I went to UIC. It was good. It was oh. fine. I just didn't like med school. Um, the point being, we had all these discussions, like, what do you do if a patient wants to pray? And really? In your do you do first year you... medical school you had oh, that? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of what you do. It's a lot of hypotheticals, a lot of discussions. Um, and what do you do if a patient wants to pray, but it's not your religion? And I think, you know, usually when you hear about those discussions or whatever, the consensus is like, whatever, just make the patient feel better. They're not yeah. asking you to do anything other than like, hold their hand yeah. while they pray, whatever.
1: They pray over
0: you. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like... Um, so if someone says, God bless you, it's like, hey, if it makes you feel better, whatever. Um, and at some point, if they, if they actually want to have a discussion, like, look, if I'm in the hospital and, like, a chaplain this came isn't by... the time I I don't want to hear you. your... Yeah, don't... No, this isn't about you. Sorry, no. And I get where Terry's coming from, but, like, if I was saying, as a registered nurse... That's Mm -hmm. different than you in regular life with, you know, people like...
1: So is there something that Terry could do? So the problem is with atheism is that, like, I can symbolize that I'm a Christian pretty easily by wearing a cross, right? Like Mm -hmm. that is... So I, I would say that maybe a passive thing that Terry could do is some sort of... Non-religious I guess we have the A. We don't no we're, not, we're not great at branding. No. We as a people. Um I mean, I guess I have my Darwin tattoo, so whenever people ask me about <laughs> that, like I get into that. Not that like right. that's the same thing, but like is there something they could do that would
0: I think if they ask, like, will you pray with me? I think it makes sense to say, well, I'm not religious, but if you want me to be with you while Hold you your pray hands yeah. and
1: sweat on you. <laughs>
0: I I don't see that as a yeah, it, that's letting them know where you stand on this stuff.
1: Yeah, cuz I mean, I think you and I have both been at plenty of dinners where like everybody holds hands and prays, which to me, especially if you're at a wedding, like that's the best time to find other non-believers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Look really, around. Oh my. Have some fun. Did I, have I told you about the story that I was at a wedding of A family friend It's a family I grew up with um, Mother and and, uh, Parents and kids The kids were A little bit older than me And then God Ten years ago now The mother died Of Cancer It was very very tragic And within a year The man was Remarried So the first time I saw these kids Who I grew up with After their mom died Was at his Their dad's wedding Mm -hmm. To his new wife Because he didn't Want to have sex Outside marriage Mm He's very brave but the, <laughs> the new wife was, like, whatever her son's name was, John. Yeah, John, he's so handsome, and he's so nice. He just can't find a nice girl. And I met John. I'm like, hi, John, you're you're a gay man. I. <laughs> but the best part of, like, it was just one of those, like, I met him. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand what's happening. Bless her heart for being, like, you just can't find the right girl. But the <laughs> best part was everybody was praying in the in this wedding reception. And then... When I'm called to pray, I generally just, like, sit there quietly. I I usually don't put my, like, look down or whatever. (laughs) And I happen to make eye contact with this John guy, and he gave me the most excellent eye roll I've ever seen in my (laughs) entire life. And to this day, like, I'm grateful for his existence. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. Terry, I wish... I actually don't know why we solicit questions <laughs> we as if we know them. anything <laughs> but but it's tricky. I think it's a tricky and interesting question because I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be like, "Hey, I'm an atheist and I do good because I do good." Yeah. The same way people wear crosses. It's all performative, right? Like it's people don't wear crosses because it reminds them of Jesus. They wear crosses to be, I mean, maybe they do, whatever, but like it it's is. To show, I'm a it, Christian. It, I'm proud it, of it. It's whatever. performative, which is fine. The same reason I have like a Darwin tattoo, like it's all performative. Um, but unfortunately, we don't have like a universal symbol for atheism, and it. Swear I don't the know the devil horns when
0: you walk into the rooms.
1: <laughs> I just and I just don't. I cannot think of a way that it wouldn't sound standoffish. Yeah. If you're like... I
0: mean, if I'm the patient and someone did it and they were of different religion, it's like, I don't want to hear it from you.
1: I don't... I, yeah.
0: I, I did, would feel the it same. It is
1: for, the, it's I'm for sure, the patient or the patient's
0: loved one. Yeah. And I'm sure if... Believe me, and I understand where Terry's coming from. I understand the frustration yes. with the giving God credit when God did nothing. I
1: cannot not be more sympathetic to like this sort of... So
0: at work, I'm like, don't, nah, don't pick that unless yeah. the opening is there and they want to talk about it or something. Yeah. At, in your real life, if someone says it, I think responding back like, "Well, I would thank the uh, right people."
1: Do you have a story? I'm obviously teeing this up because I have a story, yeah. but do you have any particular stories of like somebody saying something very overtly religious to you, and you're like deer in headlights about it? Because I definitely have one. It's
0: probably been a while, so I can't remember anything off that so of the top. So the one I have yeah.
1: when I when I was in college, when I um I taught horseback riding lessons, um. And one of my students was um, was homeschooled. Was she homeschooled or she went to a private Christian school? Something mm-hmm. like that. And I was... I only had maybe half a dozen students. So I was really, really close with the students with their parents. I had a great relationship with everybody. Except for this one girl who I made cry every week. <laughs> That's another story. Uh-huh. But anyway, I... I was talking about actually that I was moving to Montana and that was my next step and I was just like, I'm not sure if, at some point I said, I just am not sure if I could make a, because at that point I was working with horses professionally and I said, I don't know if I could ever like work with horses for a living. I don't even know if that would be possible and she just looked me fucking deadlocked in the eyes and said, through Jesus, all things are possible, or through Christ, all things are possible and my response was, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: What else are you going to say? <laughs> what are you going to say?
1: <laughs> anyway, haven't uh, any good things happening this, this week?
0: Um, I'm, I'm going to a Cubs game next week. That'll be fine. Are you? I'm getting out of the house for one day. That's
1: nice. Who are you going with?
0: Uh, some high school friends. Fine. Yeah. Good
1: Good seats? I you have no think?
0: idea. <laughs> I think they are. I think he stole season tickets from someone for a also, game. That's so, awesome. Whatever, it'll be fun.
1: Cool. Um, I so I live in the suburbs now, but most of my friends live in the city. And so last night or yesterday, I was in the city for this um, uh, because I work for a nonprofit organization now. So they sent me to this full day seminar of like Association One Hundred and One, just about what it means to work for a nonprofit. So anyway, after work, I met um, a couple buddies of mine for for drinks. One of whom was Eric, who's been on this podcast. I would recommend going back to listen to it because he grew. He's one of my favorite human beings of all time, and he grew up in a cult. He grew up in Church of God, maybe I don't know, but it's a really, really crazy story. I'd go back and 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 look into it, and it was so fun and wonderful, and like it's just great to reconnect with my friends. Also, yesterday was a ten year anniversary of me graduating college. Hey, look at you! I know, and I've made so much of myself.
0: <laughs> All college graduates hope to have a podcast one day.
1: Oh, I'm also almost at 1,000 Twitter followers, and I I keep bragging to Mikey, and he does not think it's funny or interesting.
0: (laughs) Some people don't understand.
1: I know. He doesn't understand. I was like, Mikey, when we got married, did he think you were going to be married to a famous Twitter person? He's like, I still don't think I am.
0: (laughs) Whatever. Go back to your man cave.
1: Actually, people, he, we've got like a little like home, quote unquote, home theater. There's in our, we have like a little, it's not a basement, it's a basement room. So there's like surround sound and like. Sweet. And ostentatiously a big TV that he got on like <laughs> super sale. This is where we're going to watch Star Wars to Excellent. get used to it. Yeah. But people are like, oh, is this his man cave? And he and I are both like, don't fucking say those words <laughs> to me. Nobody's like, man, kids of pits. Just, like, live in your fucking house.
0: Ha- <laughs> you I'm don't need to now. divvy it up. I'm
1: sorry, I'm mad now. <laughs> it's Matt Walsh, about- you
0: have a right to be. i <sighs> not right. comedian
1: Matt Walsh. Um, Hemant, where can I find you on I'm Twitter? at
0: Hemant meta. You can go on Patreon, slash yeah. Friendly Atheist Podcast. There's mm-hmm. a comment there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, if anybody has any suggestions for our next uh, donor reward thing. thing, reward, because we are going to watch Star Wars. We will. It'll happen. Next week?
0: we'll We'll figure it out. It won't happen next week. <laughs> you said next week today. I did say next week it won't happen next week. I'll tell you why next week. <laughs>
1: okay um. Uh, yeah, so if anybody has any well, suggestions, we'll it, it will probably I'll almost certainly be like making him and watch a thing. It's yeah. not going be a West Side Story because I want him to actually enjoy it and not like watch <laughs> it ironically. <laughs> um, you can find me at blueberry b l u e b u r i e email. If you um, thanks to Terry again for writing in with a listener question. Right, and I actually didn't have to make a call out today. Um, Terry just wrote in to us, so you can email us at uh, friendlyattheseepodcast at gmail <laughs> Um, we will be releasing the, n- the next episode of Fables on the donor feed. It's going to be me and my husband talking about the book Tranny by Laura Jane Grace, which is excellent. You can hear about a really cool game that Mikey and his friends invented called Suck. When they also used to eat spaghetti sandwiches, you'll hear all about my really classy <laughs> husband's <laughs> early 20s life. Um is that it? Uh, go to it's, iTunes, give us a review. I read them all. Um, five
0: of the stars.
1: Five of the stars. If you have an opinion don't about my... Don't skimp on the stars. Yeah, and if you have an opinion about my swearing, that's fine. You don't have give to Give us ta- five stars and You don't complain. have to tell anybody about it. You can just, like, <laughs> hold it in your heart.
0: Or, or give five stars and complain all you want.
1: Oh, that's true. I'll read it, and I'll read it to my husband, and I'll complain about it. About you. We'll so hit so you deeply like,
0: on the inside, but...
1: It certainly does. I may have to go back to therapy. Who knows? <laughs> um, Patreon.com. Mm. You know where to find uh, us. Blah, 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 blah. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.